You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Writing. Mutter we stakel bipnuya uvodka im hiyofish yaseno. It is mutter for a person to uh, to actually stare, to look into a, a, a unmarried girl. He needs to take a look. Is she really pretty? Is she is she pretty enough for me to marry? This doesn't make a difference whether she's a virgin or not. It's actually right to do this. Now, this is a quote from the Rambam. So you go on a date, you check the person out, but you have to know where the line is between salacious slavering over someone and looking at them and fasten and 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 and, and uh, fantasizing and just looking and saying yeah they're very pretty that line is where the halacha is telling us to stop and in fact the pasuk says that's what the pasuk says that there's a bris on your eyes in other words this is where you walk the line. You walk the line of God's covenant. In other words, be careful about the way you look at the girl that you're planning on getting married to. And you have to realize that there's up until this spot and no, no further. Okay, we're going to see some uh, some things uh, in a minute on this. Um, so... Rav Nissen has a couple of points about this. Now, obviously, it takes him a while because till he gets to, now. Let's just do one last thing here, uh, and then we'll go do some sources on the side. That's not the habit from uh, Tolkien, <laughs> but that's actually the habit to actually stare. You can actually stare at your wife. And you're not just to see, is she pretty? You're actually getting, you're enjoying looking at her. Now, what's the difference? Why is one allowed and one you're supposed to stop? So the difference is, is because because this is someone who you have a previous relationship with. Right now, she's a menstruant. You're not allowed to have relations with her. But afterwards, you will be able to. So even now, you can actually enjoy the way she looks. And therefore, what, what, there's, we think that we, we believe that you're able to control yourself. And in fact, those of us that did the Dafyomi, remember Rabbi Akiva fought for this opinion. Rabbi Akiva fought for the idea, and I think Rav, uh, uh, Rav Karelitz quotes that Rabbi Akiva, who says that there, was, there were people in Halach who felt that a woman, when she's in a state of nidus, should actually do what she can to not look pretty. Uh, and Rebecca Kiva said, no, actually she should. She should do what she can, because there's going to be less divorces that way. What you shouldn't do is in, engage in obvious coquettish sort of, I would say, um, Behavior, foreplay type of behavior, uh, silliness. Yeah, you can look at her all, and and, and that is a, a positive thing according to halacha. So both of those two things are are, are important uh, ideas of kedusha and importance of shalom bias. Both those things are very quite important. Now, the next halacha is aser lishdamish 
Beisha Klau, Ben Gedola or Ben Ketana. This is all from this. Now this, by the way, is straight out of Evan Ezer, what we're reading now. This is straight out of the Shulchan Aruch. Karelitz has done nothing. This is uh, Evan Ezer, Simon Chapal of Sifei. Also, we shtamish beisha klal, ben gedeva, ben ketana. And we'll see what that means. We shtamish means to have them do a job for you, an intimate type of job. You'll see what it means in a minute. Ben shivcha, ben mishachoreres. Whether she's a shivcha or someone who, because she needs the money, she's working in this type of job. Why? Because the type of activity can lead you to think incorrectly about her. Shema Yavu Lidehira Avera. Now, what are we talking about? Up until now, let's 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 surmise. We talked about dating. We talked about not you don't have to bump into a wall. If this is a woman that you're interested in marrying, you're allowed to look at her. You're allowed to decide is she pretty enough for you. Similarly, husbands and wives, even in periods when they're not supposed to be involved sexually, have a right, and the wife has a right to look pretty and to and to gussy herself up, and for the husband to enjoy that. Now we're talking about strangers. We're talking about women who aren't your wife, but you come into contact with. In which case is the Shulchan Aruch talking about? What we're talking about is is what used to be um, people would have maids that would attend to them in their in their private boudoir. Uh, or you would go to the, the public bathhouse and the people that'd be working there would be women. So, even if the woman attendee, and she might be dressed as sneeze as, as anything, and what does she do? She pours the basin of water for the for the man who's going to use this basin to wash himself with. That's usher. I feel in a gaslo. She does. She might not touch him at all. Or let's say a maid. The maid shouldn't make the beds in front of the the man who pays her. Or mezika sakos. Mezika sakos is sort of like what a very now she can bring out the chulant. But Mezigas HaKois in the time of Chazal was considered, remember I always told you it's like a time machine going uh, going back. Mezigas HaKois was sort of like a very special chiba. I'll get that cup ready for you. I'll make, It's sort of similar to I'll bring you your coffee, Mr. Jones. I'll bring you your morning coffee. Right? The guy can get it himself. There's something special about I'll I'll mix the water and the concentrate for you, and this will be a nice cup of wine for you. It was a special intimacy involved in that. And therefore, that's something which you shouldn't have other female attendees doing, even if they work around your house or in in business. And you'll see in a minute what, what, where Rav Karelitz goes with this. Now, the Ramah writes in Shulchan Aruch. You're gonna. This is gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna we talked about a, a very strange Ramah Erev Yontif. Remember about not duchening. Here's another strange Ramah, and this just shows you the way Minig Ashkenaz was. Listen to this. 
That's the Chumrah. That means that, let's say, we know when it comes to a woman who's a Nida, you're not supposed to eat from the same plate. Obviously, today people have separate plates. In those days, you'd give a big plate and everybody would dig in. So you can't do that with your wife when she's a menstruate. You have to be marchik. Let's say you are a working, and, and you're not the boss, but you, you're, 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 you're in a factory and everybody eats together at a certain table. You need to treat your female co-workers with the same chumrah of your wife when she's in either. Now, there's no Easter daraisa to eat from the same plate with someone, but it shows a connection. It's the same way by Anita, we're afraid, because you're used to having a relationship, this now will break the boundary. This now will, will, will create a familiarity to what you remembered. The chidush of the Yeshomrim is even a woman who you don't have a previous relationship with, this could forge a relationship. So therefore, you shouldn't, if, if you should make sure, to, and the same thing would be, by the way, like passing objects to each other. We know that a husband and wife, when they're in Nida, the husband is not supposed to pass the salt straight to the husband. He's supposed to put the salt down and the husband takes it. According to Yeshua that is the way you should act or giving a keys to someone. We all know a chasen, right? Uh, if a person is in Nida, if a woman is in Nida, and the husband says, uh, Marge, can I have my keys? She's supposed to put the keys down and then uh, Ralph is supposed to come husband and take the keys. So according to this Yesha Imrim, it's possible that's the way you should be with any woman who's not your wife. Now, that's one Yesha Imrim. Some say no. And therefore, even pouring the cup of wine stirring the coffee in the morning, and other things. They're only us or, or passing the keys. That's by a woman. That's by a nida, where you are meireheter. But with a woman who you're not married to, it's not us. Or. So we have, it's, it's, the remote brings it down as two opposite cheetahs. Yesh oimam huadid, v'yesh makimun b'cholevo. Now, then a third cheetah. V'yesh <laughs> oimam Aha. In other words, where do we say that familiarity should not be exercised with a woman who's not your wife? That is in a place that isn't, there aren't witnesses. There aren't, it's not in the public domain. Let's say it's, it's, it's like a, a lot of people are there. For example, there's a lot of customers who are also there using the same public bathhouse that these women are employed in. Mutter, look at the Siyah Shomrim, it's Mutter, why? Lirchotz, Megoya Shfokos. You could get, you, you can allow, the, so what, there was a Yesh Abram that allowed men I don't know how much they, it sounded like they weren't even clothed, would be sitting like in, in, in the pools and the women would come and pour hot water on them or give them their towels because there's a bunch of other men around also. And then the Ramah writes, 
That's the minig in Ashkenaz. That's the way the minig is. The minig is, is that they go, and, and, and even though these are women, these are Goyish women, these are maybe poor Jewish girls, well, this is the only job they can get. No, this is the Merachatz. This is Rishul right? <laughs> you can imagine. Again, the Schmitz, it's a Pella. But the point was, come on, uh, come on. I'm not looking this as a sexual thing. She's just pouring some water. Rabbi Kivalevich, but why all these humors if Gilurai uh, really applies to married women? If she's not married, why can't uh, we have to be so machmer? If she's, I understand that. If she's married, it goes straight Torah and Sheva Mistress Neinoach, all that stuff. But she's not married. I understand, I but, you, you know, but, but, but we know this is, what's more intimate than, than you're taking a bath? And who's helping you take the bath? Who's having the bath? Is, is these attendees? So you're, you're in a situation where you are in an intimate situation. Women should not, women who aren't your wife shouldn't be part of that. No, I'm just saying that it's a basic way. If, if the really Gilwarite applies to married women, it's a general question. I'm not arguing. It's just interesting that how strict it's gotten when it really applies to married women, you know? If but, but, but a non, but what's that? All these things are might not even apply so much. But just a, 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 a non, a, a non-Jewish woman does apply. It's 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 also have relations with a non-Jewish. Right, right. Woman. But if and, she's not, or, but if she's not married, even if she's not married, it's also have relations with a non-Jewish woman, and and even if it's well, yeah, even, even even. Dr. Kogan, even if it's a Jewish woman, a poor Jewish woman, uh-huh. she's 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 she is a she's probably not going to the mikvah, so she's a nida, so she's also usher. So all the women uh-huh. that all the women that are surrounding this guy, it's illegal for him to have relations with them. And yet, you see from the Shulchan Aruch, these opinions allowed it. In other words, some say you got to know yourself. You have to know yourself. If you, if you yourself treat it like it's just the most unsensual thing in the world, then it's mutter. If you're l'shem shamayim. nogu And that's how the minig developed. If somebody today would say that they're going to the to the massage parlor, right, to get to get a massage or to or to go to the bathhouse, and there's women there who are helpers, the guy the guy would lose his job, right? Forget about being a rope. The guy anybody would, would be would be thrown out. Some say that these type of when it comes to showing, um, showing um, chiba, showing um, closeness, even if it's a well, even if it's a type of thing, for example, where she's checking your hair out for lice, or you're checking her hair out for lice. That's the type of thing that only intimates do. Yeshomrim 
Because in front of other people, look, picking lice out of a person's hair, you only do that for someone you love. You shouldn't show that type of intimacy in public, in front of other people. This is not about women who aren't your wife. This is saying that when it comes to actions that show intimacy, that show connection, it's not meant for the public sphere. Similarly, according to this Yeshomrim, it would be wrong, I believe, to take walks holding your wife's hand in public as well. Because that's also the type of thing, that's that's like an intimate thing. Now, again, it's not a sexual thing, but it's an intimate thing. And therefore, you don't show intimacy in public. That is, now again, modern Orthodox, other, they don't have these chumras, I understand. I'm just reading to you the Shulchan Aruch. Reading what it says in Shulchan Aruch. Um, we'll do one last thing. We're going <laughs> to... Um, in Shulchan Aruch, it says that you do not send regard, so to speak, um, <laughs> to a woman. You don't send even through another party. Tell her I said hello. Tell her I asked about her. Even if it's her husband. A third party could say, the husband say, who'd you get, who'd you get that message from? But here, you know, um, the guy says, hey, regards from so-and-so. They were, let's say they were friends growing up, the, the, the man and the woman. Uh, Kolev was friends with Rachel growing up. Kolev, Rachel got married to Yosef. So now Kolev became Yosef's friend. And he says, oh, send regards. To Rachel, yeah, remember, yeah, we we went to we were in kindergarten together. Yeah, send regards. How you doing? No, ain't shown b'shlom ishaklal. Afiyoy they shliach, afiyoy they bila. Also, with shliach like different shleimim. It's a mission in Pirkei Avos, right? That right, right now, Avos. So what can you do? Let's say Kolev could ask Yosef, "How's Rachel?" That's allowed to do. That's not considered a lack of kedusha. Mutar lishol avala ech shloma. Even if she's not ill, oh, you know, I went with, I went to, I was in, I was, I was in day school with Rachel to sixth grade. Oh yeah, uh, she's a nice girl. I remember. How's she doing? You're allowed to do that. That's not considered a lack of kedusha or tzniyus. But to say, oh, tell her I said hello, ask her how she is for me, that is already drawing. That's where we draw the line, according to the Shulchan Aruch. Now, um, I'll do one thing from Rav Karelitz for you on this, where he says, why is it wrong to send regards and see how a woman is? He says there's two reasons. One of them is, let's say there's no husband involved. Just the fact that she's talking to you, her voice might mean something. The second thing is, the fact that you are connecting and, and say, sending your hello, that creates a connection. And even if it's not you doing it, even though it's through someone else,
It's Ma'or Chiba. Why? Because, oh, he said hello. Oh, I'm happy he said hello. I wonder how he's doing. It creates a connection. But what about the way we say hello? We don't really want the whole report. We just say hello, say hello. Shayla Shalom in the old days was, give me the report. How's it, right? That's, that's what it was. Shalom is the whole status of the person. But today, when you say, say hello for me, say shalom for me, that's not a big deal. So is it also or not? So Rav Karelitz Paskins, I'm not saying you have to hold by this. He says it's still a Kruve Daite. Because the point is, is that you want her to know that you said hello. So that, in a way, is trying to create some sort of understanding, some sort of liking between the two of you. Even though people do it today. People, when they see each other, say shalom, shalom. But it's one thing when you meet someone in the street. One in the street and someone passes you. That's one thing. But if it is, you send the shalom specifically to her. That, as Rashi says, creates a connection. And who's to say that there's no Kirav Das? So what about saying good morning? He wonders, maybe if you pass a woman, maybe you shouldn't say good morning too. Maybe you shouldn't say good Shabbos or good Yontif. But he says we need to find something positive to say. Again, he's in a bind over here. You walk down the street, you walk down Park Avenue in Elizabeth, you walk down Dempster or California in Chicago, you pass a man and passes a woman. They're not married. Should they say something to each other? Right? What should you do? What's the right thing to do if you want to be a good a good Jew? So Rav Karelitz says, he says, we have to find some bracha to say. Now, And he says it's, it's, it's different. He says in a footnote, it's different than saying hello before davening. We're not talking about good morning is different than saying hello. or uh, This has to do with does this create a connection? So he says, if you give her some sort of bracha, that's not kiravadas. So you could say mazotov, for example. Let's say, yeah, you, you, you pass a woman in the street. You happen to know she just made a shidduch for her son. You're allowed, as you walk by, that's not a problem to say Mazatov. Or you can say Koltuv or on, on Rosh Hashanah. You're not saying, again, I don't know why Good Shabbos or Good Yontif is different. He seems to think Good Shabbos and Good Yontif is hello. Whereas Shana Tova on Rosh Hashanah is like, oh, you're part of the Jewish people. You're part of humanity. I give you a bracha that you should be safe, that God should take care of you. That you're that is different than saying good Shabbos and good Yom Tov. Uh, you could say, because even though it's true, good morning is a bracha. And again, this is Rav Karelitz talking now. When you say good morning, it's different than saying Shana Tova. When you say good morning or good Shabbos, even though good means it should be good, it should work it out well for you. It's it's really not a bracha. It's a bracha plus. What is it really? Kivin shahu. 
a, a, a way that we say hello. It's a way that we try to make a connection. So therefore, if Karevitz wants to be machalk between good Shabbos and good Yotif, to Shana Tova. If a woman has been ill, he says, you're allowed to ask her how she's feeling and to see if there's something you can do to help her. Because that's not Shela Sholom. That's not just Stam investigating. You happen to be walking down the street. There's a woman who passes you, you know, who is, who is, who is ill with Corona, whatever it is. You don't have to bang your face in a wall. He says you are allowed to speak to that married woman and ask her if there's something that you're able to do. Um, let's say a woman says hello to you first. She says hello to you first. Now you're trying to be like Rav Nissen Karelitz. You're trying to be a tzaddik. You're trying to be knowing Bikdusha. Now. But now she comes and says hello. So he says, if you think that there's a possibility that if you don't answer her, she's going to be insulted, then you are allowed to answer her. Now he says to answer her in a soft tone, like on, on Tisha B'Av. But he says, the reason is, is because it's like Gezel. The Gemara says that if someone is says hello to you and you don't say hello back, it's like Gezel. It's like stealing. It's, it's, it's common decency at this point. So you should, you should estimate the situation properly. Answer. Now, or you can nod your head. As if you're saying hello, I happen to believe that's, that that to me is crude and not what you should do. But that's what Nissen says, maybe in Eretz Yisrael, nodding your head is also a way of, of recognizing what the person is on. The person won't be insulted. Uh, and, and to even begin that way, let's say she doesn't say anything to you, but you pass a woman in the street, there's nothing wrong with nodding your head in Eretz Yisrael and, and obviously acknowledging that the person is there. There's no isser in that. He says, of course, <laughs> on a telephone call, uh, a person calls up, uh, wants to talk to you. Uh, obviously, if you don't know, you don't, aren't looking at her, he says there, he says you could definitely, since it doesn't have the same aura of it. Again, it's really about the fact that there's a woman there, you see her, a woman who calls you on the phone, that wouldn't apply. Um, here's something that happened. Here's something that I had today. <laughs> Even people who you're related to, but there's a din erva too, you have to be careful the way you talk to. For example, a kala chameha. That would be my daughter-in-law. My daughter-in-law actually came to my house today, uh, first time in the, since Purim, and we saw the ch- grandchildren, Baruch Hashem. So, um, according to Rav Nisim, you can't really be shoyel b'sholom. Av shechayev es She's chayev to honor her father-in-law. I have to remind her about that. But she doesn't. She did a good job today. Techabdeyu boifanim acherim. There's other ways. In other words, so this would be more about, let's say, my, my daughter-in-law asking me how I'm doing. According to, according to B'nai Brock standards, it makes sense. 
that's considered Shayla Shalom. There's no, you know, uh, she has to honor you. She can't, right? Uh, she can't ignore you. But there's got to be another way. And that's the way. Well, but, Rab, yes. According to Ramah, she could wash your, your feet. According to the Ramah, you mean? According to, uh, according yeah. to, according to Ramah, she could be washed. Yeah, she could pour the water from my feet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I should ever do that. I think but, you should. Yeah. But here, the point is, though, you know, Rav Karelitz is saying there is, there is a mocker for this. Um, and between brothers-in-laws and sisters-in-law, gisim v'gisot. Again, we know families are together. There, there should be some sort of line of demarcation is what we're saying. And again, what is Shewa Sholem? This is an awkward area. Rav Karelitz is, is, is wading into it to try to give some sort of direction about it. Um, he says, similarly, he says, if you have women who there's an Isra Erva, but there's no problem of Yichud. For example, your sister. So with your sister, even though she's an erva, you meet your sister, you don't have to treat your sister like she's, even if she's married, you don't have to treat her, oh no, she's an HSH, I can't talk to her, I can't, no. A sister is different, because there's no Isra Yichud on a sister. Okay? For me to be misyachid with Efrat would be also, even, so that's where it is, that's how you draw the line. Where there's an Isra Yichud, so then you've got to, you've got to use the conventions. How to talk, Nod, don't don't be shoyel b'sholem. Come up with a certain way to talk with brachos. But if you have a relative that even though she's erva, but there's no isr yichud at all, so then you're allowed to ask how they're doing and have a whole conversation and send a whole message. However, he says, if it comes to your aunt, um. The Gemara does say that the Shulchan Aruch says that with an ant, ain libo nok yichud. We know you're still not supposed to have yichud with your ant. So you see that it's not so clear what the line is. So he's not sure about an ant. Um, I, I I would have to look into this uh, more. But a sister, for sure, and obviously a mother, a grandmother, is not even not even up correct. But again, these are areas that people do not like to discuss. Uh, I'm going to go back, Mitzvah Hashem. We'll, we'll do a little bit more on this because I, I do believe it's important to live a life in kedusha, and I think it's wrong to just abdicate and say, "Okay, the from people they can do it, but Brockers can do it. We can't." Uh, I think there are lessons uh, that we can take from it to try to live a life, and, and without being uh, a crude person. So Sheila is asking me, um, is hello, which he didn't talk about, is hello the same thing as um, as uh, good morning? <laughs> um, obviously in Israel you have shalom. I don't know if you have alo. I think they do say alo. <laughs> I think the, the, the Israelis also say alo, alo. <laughs> Um, it sounds to me. It's the Alan, Alan. 
Allah, they say Allah, the Arabs. It seems to me, Sheila, that he says anything which has become a way to sort of greet someone and create a connection, you should be careful with. Uh, but if, right, if, if, if the woman is usher, if these, if this man and this woman are usher biyichud with each other, then they should not, uh, say hello to each other in the street. It sounds like it. It sounds like nodding is okay. Um, a bracha, you know, right? But it sounds like he's against Kachabas and Gidiontep as well, which again, I, 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 I have a hard time accepting that. Um, I have a hard time accepting it, but I, I see the quandary that he's in. I see the quandary that he's in. Um, I, I think calling out. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.